Welcome to Shatter by Rockwall Automation Women in the Field. We're your hosts, Olivia Robertson and Corinne Pellish. Today, Dominique Fenner joins us and shares her story. We talk about intentional mentorship and how they can impact your career. Dominique Fenner is a travel enthusiast, certified yoga instructor, engineer, and former field service professional. She is a mom of two boys and Judge Judy's number one fan. She was born and raised in New York City. Dominique has found peace in wellness and fitness and hopes to pass that along to her children. She is also the co-lead of RA Wi-Fi, which is Rockwell Automation's Women in the Field employee resource group that is focused on connecting and empowering women. Dominique, welcome to Shatter. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. We're excited Mm -hmm. to chat with you today. It'll be a fun conversation. You are considered the industrial control lead out of the New York and Philadelphia area. How did you find your way to that technical Mm -hmm. role and in manufacturing in general? Can you give you a little bit of, of a background? So um, when I first started with Rockwell, I was in field service. So I was a field service engineer. But overall, I just always like seeing how things were made and tinkering mm-hmm. and kind of like that problem solving uh, mindset. Um, field service was fun, but I knew that it wasn't something I wanted to do for the remainder of my career. I wanted to kind of branch out. So um, kind of found that role, the industrial components lead role that was a new challenge for me. So it was a good fit. No, that's great. And as your time as the field service engineer, what would you say were your biggest challenges in truly supporting the manufacturing space? And then we'll we'll ask the same thing in terms of your role now. Yeah. So I think the biggest challenge, it it was the first time you walk into a customer that you've never met. So with, mm-hmm. with field service, you're on call. They joke around and say like you're an overpaid Maytag man, right? <laughs> so you're, you're coming into a customer site to fix whatever the problem is. And field service engineers don't typically look like me, right? Right. So African-American female at the time, I I guess I was young or considered to look young based on the comments that I could be someone's granddaughter or Mm -hmm. something like that. So when you walk in and I I would walk in and all eyes on me, Mm -hmm. you know, what is she doing? You, you can tell by the questions that I got, like, how long have you been doing this? Uh, mm. What school did you go to? Have you ever had this problem before? You know, like those things. So that right. was the hardest part because I never doubted my capabilities, but I always walked into new customer sites with that mindset of, all right, I'm going to have to prove myself before I get mm-hmm. the feedback that maybe someone else, one of my peers would receive. So it was usually once it was fixed or once I kind of, we had that conversation and they can tell that I knew what I was talking about. You can kind of tell like the body language would change and even the questions would now change to where it's not so much about me and what I can do, but okay, so what else do you know? How can you help us? So I think that was the biggest challenge, but it's it's all for um, a benefit because they always remember me. So that, that was also a a benefit of it. Yeah. Once you gain their trust, like they probably trusted you with everything. You were probably fixing everything in these plants. Well, think about it. If I, I, I'm probably at the time when I was in Michigan and again, when I was in New York, the only African-American female FSC for Rockwell. Mm -hmm. 
So when they call and they say, okay, did you have someone at that site before? When I say they, I'm, a customer has another issue and they call their distributor or tech support and say, I need an engineer to come on site. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times the question would be, well, have you ever had someone at the site before or has someone else, you know, someone else aware of this problem? They would say, yeah, it was, um, it was this black girl. I, I just like, you know, oh and I, I, it's not offensive or anything, but as soon as they would say that, this was like, okay, I know exactly yeah. who you're talking yeah. about. I know who was there. So that helps. Yeah, opposed to saying um, middle-aged white guy. Right. Like, oh, yeah, that is true. There's quite a bit of those. <laughs> yeah, one or so, two. <laughs> yeah, so that also helped uh, in terms of building a reputation that, you mm-hmm. know, kind of spread. So my biggest challenge turned into my biggest benefit. Yeah, no, that's great. And then translate that yep. to your current role. What's What's your biggest challenge in your current role, would you say? I think it's um, the technical part of it, maybe so much the technical part, but when I was in field service, the role was reactive, right? So there was a problem, I had to come in and I had to fix it. So with the IC business lead role, I have to be proactive. So it's really cha- it was really changing my mindset into, okay, what do I do? Because my goal is to meet servers, to be mm-hmm. able to build a strategy to, to push the products that I'm responsible for. So I can't be reactive in this role. I have to be proactive. I have to kind of set the stage of, okay, what things can we do? Who do I need to get involved? Who are my resources? So that proactiveness kind of entails a lot of other challenges that has to be, you know, met, mastered. But it was just changing my, my mindset from that field service, reactive, go out, fix it. Okay, it's mm-hmm. done on my job to okay, there really is no problem. I just have to figure out how I'm going to motivate, how I'm going to get these products out. How do I do the messaging? So it was really doing that. Right. Yeah. So for other women just starting in their career, do you have any advice that you can give them to help them, especially in the manufacturing industry? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I think... Um, and I actually wrote it down. It's don't fear being cool about what you want out of your career, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of the times we can guess themselves and we can be our own worst enemy. And I, we've probably heard this a million times before and I've heard it, but it's always stuck with me that a, a, a male will see a position only meet 50% of the requirements to say, right. yeah, I can do it. Let me go for it. Where women will say, you know what? I'm missing that one right there. I'm not going to apply. Right. right. So if we change that mindset to be vocal about what we want and then maybe speak to our manager, a trusted person to say, this is what I want to do. How do I get there? Asking Mm -hmm. questions, but then also being prepared for that feedback and be prepared to do the work. Right. Because no one can put you in the position you want unless they know that you're actually willing to do the hard work to get there. So that would be like my biggest thing is just be vocal about what you want and be ready to work hard for it. No, I like that. And I think too, like from personal experience, I think I struggled early on to say, hey, yeah, I I don't know the answers to these questions, like even just on internal matters and realizing that my question might be a good question, even though I was like, oh, I bet everyone else knows this or, Definitely. you know, so just like yeah. having that boldness yeah. to be like, no let's just ask, let's be vocal. Let's not be afraid to reach bars. And like you said, work hard and get after it. 
Yeah. You know, the funny thing is in field service, one of the things they taught us in our training, the EIT training was um, don't be afraid to say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. Because Mm -hmm. as a field service engineer, you are the representation of Rockwell as a whole. Right. So and this is another reason why I really like Judge Judy, (laughs) because Judge Judy always says, if you if you're truthful, you don't have to have a good memory. Or if you tell Mm -hmm. a lie, you have to have a really good memory, because once you lie, you have to continue to lie. You have to remember that lie. right? Right. So if someone asks you a question, technical or not, and you don't know the perfect response is to say, you know what, I'm really not sure, but let me go find someone that does know. So another thing, never be afraid to say that you don't know. Cause like you said, Corinne, someone else may have that same question and go, right. Oh, man, I'm glad she asked that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like I, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm glad somebody asked that. So yeah, that's, I, I agree with that one. Too. Great point. And two, I think a lot of times women mistake that specifically women mistake that I don't know as a vulnerability or a shot at our or being uh, right. exactly yeah. yeah and it's like no I, what a strength to be able to say hey I, I honestly don't know but you know what I know who to go to exactly, exactly. And, and you're actually yes. looked at better when you say I don't know mm-hmm. rather than lying or being in that situation where you know what you're you look bad when you're like uh are you fake an answer <laughs> right I've never ever had a customer get upset for me saying, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've just heard a customer say, oh, okay, well, could you get back to me on that? And then once I do get back to them and I try to make sure I get back to them within a timely fashion, or if I myself am waiting for an answer, I make sure I check and say, I know I owe you this answer. I'm just waiting for, you know, such and such to get back to me. And mm-hmm. it's always, thank you. I really appreciate you looking into this. Never yeah, had a problem great. with that. Yeah. No, I like that. That's really good to to give on to the next generation as they enter the workforce. I like it. This podcast episode brought to you by Rockwell Automation's IOLink enabled technology. IOLink is a worldwide open standard peer-to-peer serial communication protocol that allows sensors and actuators to easily integrate into the connected enterprise. Through IOLink, you can access all sensor configuration parameters, process data, and diagnostics. You can go beyond detecting products on your machine. Now you can monitor your machine's health as it runs. Plus, IOLink simplifies setup and commissioning while offering enhanced flexibility for current and future processes. Leverage your IOLink enabled devices with an IOLink master module. Let your smart sensors be the eyes and ears of your machines to drive efficiency today. The theme of today's discussion is mentoring. Uh, Dominique, in the time that I've known you just over the past couple years, you've always shared the importance of mentoring throughout a lot of your professional decisions. So curious how you actually went about the process of getting paired up with a mentor and then just your overall experience as uh, those individuals came in and out of your life and helped with some of your, your career decisions. So uh, when I first started with Rockwell, like I said, I was a field service engineer and they paired us with mentors then. And I, I will be honest, I wasn't aware of the benefit of having a mentor. So I had a mentorship. You say I didn't get anything out of it, but it, it wasn't as fulfilling as my more recent mentorships. Mm-hmm. I think that is because the mentorships have been more intentional, sure. right? So more recently, the mentorship I had was with Kevin Parker. And that started with me going to 
automation fair in Houston. And at the time I was still in field service and field service, we automation fair is not a thing for us. Mm -hmm. Like when I was in field service around August, September, you see, you hear all the salespeople talking about automation fair, this automation fair, that and field service is like, we're just going on a call. We really don't care about that. So at that point, and this had to be about three or four years ago, maybe give or take. Um, I was looking for that next role. I was trying to figure out what do I do next and field service kind of have blinders on. We see the customer, mm-hmm. we see our managers, but we don't know what else is out there. So I built a business case to go and I was at the state connected event and I sat at the, a table with Kevin Parker. I don't remember his last name. His name is Diego, but Canada, cool guy though. We all sat at a table for probably most of the day and towards the end of the state connected event, Kevin just came up to me and he was like, hey, um, you want to do like a mentorship between each other? I'm like, yeah, why not? Like, let's do it. He's like, oh, okay, so what's the meeting? So we set up and we were intentional about it. We set up meetings once a month, I think 30 minutes to an hour. And um, the, we kind of talked it through like, you know, just have some questions about like your experiences as an African-American woman in this field. I'm like, that's perfect because you're in sales and I'm kind of looking for that next role. So you probably know a lot of the roles and can help me with that. He said, sure. Yeah, I can help you with that. And because we set that intention, um, kind of like a bi-directional mentorship uh, of what I needed from it and what he needed from it. It wasn't just a check the box. I'm a mentor or right. check the box. Okay. I, you know, I'm a type of thing. It was intentional. Right. We, we set that up that this is what we're looking for. And we had that conversation. We were mentoring probably consistent about a year and a half. And then it kind of died down, but it's still kind of like he texted me today. Just how's everything going? And now randomly set up a call for like 20, 30 minutes. How's the baby? How's the family? That yeah. type of thing. So that helped out a lot. My more recent uh, mentor is Ben Rogers. He's the TCM, TSM, excuse me, out of North Carolina. And that was another intentional mentorship right. where we struck up a conversation and I told him I was vocal about wanting mm-hmm. out of my career. He said, you know, what? I think I could probably help you with that. He said, you know, I don't have the answers, but I can definitely point you in the right direction. So this is not so much of a bi-directional mentorship, but the fact that someone reached out to me and said, I can help you is no way I'm going to turn that down. Right. So I've been very intentional on making sure up those calls and reaching back out to him and, and doing that. And it's been helpful. We've been in this mentorship about what automation fair was November since, so since November and we don't speak every day. We don't speak every month. It's maybe once every other month for about an hour. I think our last call was like three hours, but yeah, but he helped me a lot. It was a lot kind of like a big download that we gave each other that he was able to really ask me those tough Mm -hmm. questions Mm -hmm. and I was able to talk through it without feeling like I was on an interview. Yeah. And it's important that you're able to do that download with him and you feel comfortable to be able to completely open up with what you're looking for Mm -hmm. and discuss some things that maybe you don't feel comfortable discussing with your manager. Yeah. And I would even say like, I love your word choice just in terms of that intentional piece. That is, I've never thought about it 
in that light. I mean, but going into something saying, this is important to me, I'm going to, we're going to really focus on it. And then having both parties show up and be vulnerable to talk through, you know, more than how are you doing today? And maybe you say, I'm good. And that's it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Versus like, how's the family? Like, are you content with your career and showing up every time? I love that. So Dominique, why do you think it's important to have a mentor? (laughs) So I think having a mentor provides you with constructive feedback. Um, You also get to learn a lot about another person's perspective. And I think a mentor is just maybe one person out of the many of a person's board of directors. I can't remember who said it. Always heard that, but I've heard, I heard that term board of directors and it always stuck with me. So I'm not an end all be all. Like I just have a mentor that's it. But I also have a couple of really good girlfriends. You know, I have my husband, I talk to him sometimes about that type of stuff, but my brother is another person because he he's also in a technical field. So he gets that, you know, he, he gets it. Um, and then people who are not in technical field. So that's my board of directors. But tour is really good to kind of give you that constructive feedback. Someone you can talk about, not just how you're feeling, but the ideas that are swirling in your head. Sometimes you got to talk things through. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, it helps. If I'm not necessarily feeling a certain way, but if I say, you know what, I'm contemplating doing X, Y, and Z. Um, let me unpack that really quick. Let me talk to you about what my what pros and cons, this is what I know. And then that mentor, mentee, whoever it is, may have a completely different perspective. A mentor right. is also good because it's someone who can advocate mm-hmm. for you. It's someone who may or may not be in those conversations, but know those people who have the control or who is looking for someone. They can say, you know what? I have this me- this person I'm mentoring or I have this mentor that I think would be really good for this role or I think mm-hmm. would be really good for you to speak to him or her about what you're going through. I think mentor overall is good for professional as well as personal development. Yeah, I would second that fully. That's a really great spin on it. Recently, I was actually just talking with one of our uh, vice presidents about an individual that I knew was struggling and and she immediately rattled off this name. Mm -hmm. And I was like, duh, this person is the perfect fit. They've gone through something similar. They can talk about cultural differences. It was just, it was a great way to just say, let's make sure we are connecting people to the right folks because it is, it's that joint personal and professional piece that if you can marry it, it's a really great um, team. Isn't it crazy how they that way? Mm-hmm. Like it's almost magical when you, when, and, and sometimes it's more meaningful when it's not you, but when you've done yes. something for someone yes. else where you, where you, where you're, you're talking to someone and they need something, you go, oh my gosh, I know the perfect yeah. person. Right. It's, it's great. I like, I like that. And I think feeling. it's also important that you're yeah. the one choosing your mentor and that like you keep saying, it's very intentional mm-hmm. because so similarly, I've been given a mentor before and I felt that even though they were great, they were a kick-ass person. It was like, I wish I could learn more from them, but in reality, it wasn't my own choice. So I didn't necessarily feel comfortable reaching out to them all the time. Whereas when I chose my mentor, I had a much better conversation with him. I have a lot more of a dialogue because I felt more comfortable because it was on my own terms. And I don't mean to negate what you just said, Dominique, either, because I just feel that based on my own experiences and also being given a mentor, although we can identify a great mentor for our peers or some of our employees, I still think that 
it's the most important that the mentee buys into that mentorship themselves and continues to make it intentional, as we've been saying. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Yeah. If there's not like that trust layer in Mm -hmm. like at least some level of banality or where you can build something off of, I think you're right. You struggle to truly connect. Yeah. Which actually brings us to a good point. Dominique, just in your experience, how do you view when you are picking a mentor and and do you think it's more important to have similar to you or different or what are the pros and cons of having some of those um, just similarities and differences to consider? So whether that's something bigger, like, you know, making sure that you are similar races, similar religion, um, similar role, or is it important to make those different so that you gain different perspectives, just overall perception. So yes, that's my answer. (laughs) The reason why I said (laughs) yes is because I think having someone who is completely different from you, um, demographically, Mm-hmm. is just as important as someone that is similar to you demographically, right? So if you had to ask me this question years sure. ago, I might have had a different answer. But it's because of my experiences with my mentors. My current mentor, we have more in common demographically as mm-hmm. opposed to Kevin, who is com- probably complete opposite end of the spectrum other than like age range, right? Right. He's a white male. I'm African-American mm-hmm. female. So our experiences are different. This is the yogi in me talking now. But our life experiences shape what our perspective is. So being able to have a mentor that has a different perspective for me is extremely helpful, especially within a company. If you want the company to look a certain way or to be able to understand the community or the customers that they're serving or attract diversity, Mm -hmm. how can you do that if you don't have the, if the only perspective you have is that of your own, right? perspective may be different from someone in Kansas right we don't have the same experiences so just as just as good as it it is to have someone who's different from you it's also good for you to have someone who shares the commonality so for example I'll just take my example of me being African-American female if I'm new to a company and I'm in an office and I'm maybe one of two or three uh, people that look like me, whether that's a black male or a black female, mm-hmm. I may naturally gravitate towards the person who is most similar to me. Of course. And that's fine for a mentorship. But for me, it's more so what I need at that time is someone mm-hmm. to just talk through certain things of this is what I'm experiencing. How do you how do how did you navigate? Can you help me? Like, you know, that type of thing to kind of I don't want to say vent. But you want to share that common, you know, the common struggle, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and talk to each other on how to how to work through it. So either one, it's fine. And like I said before, you don't have to have just one mentor. You can have multiple mentors and it's based on what serves you. So if I'm comfortable in my role, I'm confident in my role, but I just feel out of place as a person. I may gravitate towards someone that looks like me that can help me with that, opposed to if I just need someone that has a perspective so I can understand my audience that doesn't look like me, I may have a mentor, you know, that's completely opposite from me that can give me that perspective. So either one, there's no pros and cons over one or the other. It's just what serves you at that time and what you need. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great perspective. And two, I mean, it's so natural. We all go towards who we look like, right? And I think that's one of the reasons the organization, um, you know, helped support and found 
uh, rock automation women in the field. Mm -hmm. And then also cultures connected. We saw this, this divide of gosh, how do we create and cultivate an experience where people do feel welcome and empowered and connected? So yeah, that's a great point. But then to marry that with maybe those hidden similarities, Mm -hmm. right? That we can Mm -hmm. learn from each other and having this environment where we can come together and have some of these hard conversations, I think builds those almost like invisible um, differences or similarities in a different way. You know, what's interesting is that, and I think I wrote it down in in my notes, it was that when you look on the outside, you just go on aesthetics on what you have in common mm-hmm. with someone. We're the same race. We're the same gender. We're the same mm-hmm. height. We're the, I, I've had conversations with white males in their 60s, and we have a lot in common. Right. And, and, it's, and, and it may just be the way we grew up, like mm-hmm. the way our family dynamic was, that the siblings, how many sure. kids we have, you know the area we grew up, the types of food. So you'd be surprised how much you have in common with someone outside of what's on the outside that connects people. We're people. Everyone is connected in some way, shape, or form. Right. Mm, Yeah. So I guess going beyond, how did your relationship with your mentor expand beyond the traditional professional development into an avenue for diversity and inclusion discussions? Yeah. So with uh, Kevin... Once we started our um, our mentorship for Olivia, it, I think it was different because we we kind of chose each other type of thing, and then we set and we had the time mm-hmm. to build that safe space. So so we built that you know connection we with, with each other and got to know each other, and then we built that safe space and that understanding that I can come to you with maybe the non PC issues that I'm having, or you can come to me with mm-hmm. that you may not have just ask any random person in the street. Um, and we got into some really deep dive conversations or some, I don't want to say off the wall questions, but questions that I didn't think or that I would just assume someone would know about an African-American woman or he would, you know, or I would ask him a question on how he felt about a situation I encountered that I felt the way about. Like that, that seemed kind of odd to me. He was like, no, that is kind of odd to me as well type of thing. So we, we created the safe space. And then from there, we kind of snowballed into these things are happening within our company, right? And we may not be privy to it because of where we're at, but how do we move forward from that? Like, mm-hmm. what do we need to do? And that's how we got into the conversation of like the diversity and inclusion and professional development area on you know, some people are really good at what they do technically, but they lack the mm-hmm. to be able to communicate with someone of a different race. So how do we close that gap? And it was just discussions right. around like the just talking about the next generation of Rockwell and its leadership has to be aware of who they're working with and that that demographic is going to change. It's not going to look the way it did 50, 60 years ago. Right. Um, so. I think overall creating that safe space with each other to be able to have those candid conversations, because at this point, the connection is there, Mm -hmm. right? So the connection is there. There are no Mm -hmm. preconceived assumptions about the way he feels about something. I know where we stand with each other. So we can have those conversations and know that it's not coming from a moment, but it's coming from a place of, I just, I'm just interested. I'm curious. And I, I, you know, I just want to know information wise. So kind of how we segue into imagine how many other people are having these same questions but don't know how to answer them or don't know how to ask them 
or don't even know how to acknowledge that's like that they need to understand that aspect of another person. No, that's a great point. And, you know, as we go through this podcast, we're going to jump into some of those hard issues because a lot of it is preconceived notions or uh, implicit bias that we just have. So how do we try to make ourselves a little bit more knowledgeable about each other? I mean, Olivia, what you said earlier, just of we're people. So why don't we look at each other like people and just sit to sit down and try to understand, wow, tell me about your life. How did you grow up? Why do you think the way you do? Here's a little bit about why I think the way I do. And we just give each other a little bit more grace in our day. That in and of itself would change so much just in how we operate in the world. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Right. Dominique, are you currently mentoring anyone? I mean, I know you've had a great experience um, with with how you've latched on and been a mentee, but have you challenged yourself in the way of um, taking someone under your wing and, and coaching them through anything? So I don't have a formal mentorship um, with anyone right now. And I, and I would like sure. to, I have of course, like mentored some of the new FSCs that came on board, but we, we don't have anything intentional in terms of, you know, update calls and things like that. But whenever I see them, we kind of have those long conversations mm-hmm. of, oh yeah, I did this. Or, what do you want to do? That type of thing. Um, I, like I said, I have a mentor, right. but in terms of me mentoring someone, I would love to do it. It just haven't, just hasn't presented itself as of yet. Well, I think, I think that it'll be presenting because you're, you've kind of got a <laughs> brainchild with our organization, right? And this new mentoring program that we might look at implementing. So I'm sure something yeah. will come from that. Oh, so. Yeah. So anyone out there <laughs> who's looking for a mentor, Dominique is looking. Yeah. Uh, she is open. Swipe and right. Willing. Isn't it swipe right or swipe left? Swipe right. Right. Yeah. I yeah. I know. I'm too old for that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. We, that'll be it. That'll, it'll be the, the Tinder of mentoring that you can <laughs> look at, That's look cool. at age, look at career opportunities, look at things uh-huh. they've experienced. <laughs> oh my swipe gosh. Right. Just swipe right. <laughs> Get mentored today. <laughs> And if you match up correctly, then that's your oh pair. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? <laughs> Talk about intention. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think we're on to something. <laughs> All right. All right, Wi-Fi mentorship program. Here we go. <laughs> Download it in the app store today. <laughs> so do you have any other additional advice for any women out there looking to find a mentor? Um, any specific questions that they could be asking when searching for a mentor, um, aside from what they're looking for at that point of their life? Hmm, I think um, first they should ask themselves, what is it that they Hmm. need at that moment? Um, So are you looking for more of a career change? Are you looking for more of, I just don't feel like I fit in. I need someone to help me. Um, Maybe performance. Hmm. Is, is an issue and you feel like you need some feedback and more guidance there. Um, I think also, I know here on the East, we have really good managers. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say that speaking to your manager about, you know, needing a mentor or requesting a mentor is also a good option. Um, and just talk 
one thing I would say is the ERGs that we have are good places to start. Uh, whether it's RA Wi-Fi, uh, RA Suite, Cultures Connected, getting involved with with the ERGs, and then fi- that's how you really get to know who's out mm-hmm. there and what capability. And then strike up the conversation that hey, I'm looking for a mentor. Like you said, you got to ask for what you want. So if I want a mentor, and I know that you know I'm struggling, the role I have, and I you know I just feel like I don't have enough guidance. And I'm t- talking to Corinne about this and Corinne may say, you know what? There's a really great guy here mm-hmm. that's been in the role for like 10, 20 years. And he's actually a really good mentor. You know, maybe you guys can talk. So I have the answer just, you know, as to how you can find a mentor off the back. I don't have the formula, but I do know you have to be intentional mm-hmm. about the fact that you want a mentor, figure out what it is that you need whether it's you need that camaraderie, you need someone who can relate to you, you need someone with experience outside of, of what you have, but be intentional about it. And then be intentional about keeping up with those people. I've met a lot of people that say, uh, you know what? Put some time on my schedule. I'll talk right. to you. Do it. D- do it. You know, yeah. like I've done that. Don Shoemaker, mm-hmm. he's out in Singapore. He said, put 30 minutes on my on my schedule. I'm up at nine o'clock at night because that's 9 a.m. for him. And we speak for 30 minutes because if someone is offering you that guidance, you have to take it. That person may not be the man, but at least you've made a connection and they can recommend someone else. And that person and someone else. So it's a trial and and error thing. Be vocal about what you're looking for in a mentor. Be vocal about what you need. And uh, there's a lady named Dr. Patrice Berry. She, um, it was, she was at the NAED conference in, uh, Nashville, Tennessee last, last year. And I follow her on Instagram. She's extremely inspirational. And this morning, her thing was book with intention. Destiny will find Hmm. you. Right. So if you move with, and you speak Mm -hmm. with intention, you'll find that mentor and and, and it'll come without you even having to have. I love that. I think you know, as you started with that answer, it just makes me think of that true self and inspection as like, what do Mm -hmm. I need as an individual? And sometimes that's the hardest place and maybe why we don't actually seek mentorship as much as we, because Mm -hmm. to realize, Hey, here is where I'm struggling. Here's where I'm lacking or that takes a lot of humility and like, it's it's hard. hard. It's just hard. hard. Right. Yeah. It can be self-defeating, yeah. right? Because there's days, and, and I've had a conversation right, right. with someone where they're like, well, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And I'm like, crap, I had five years. I didn't think about right, 10. Like, right. you know, it was like, oh, gosh. And then it was like, well, think about mm-hmm. these, think about these things, think about that thing. And it was like, it was so much, like, goodness I was getting from that person taking me to task. But then it was kind of, it was like exhausting to really have to think through those things because then I had to ask myself, it's like, am I willing to do the work, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to get there? Like, and you kind of end the day with like, damn, there's all this stuff that, I, that I'm not doing. Right. Like, what the heck? But it is kind of good to, to kind of like acknowledge it, take it and then move forward mm-hmm. with it. Just don't sit with it and say, here are all the things I'm doing wrong. Say so here are all the things that I need improvement mm-hmm. on. Let me figure out how to get there. Let me let me circle back 
and tell this person or a mentor, yeah. someone in my board of direction and of directors mm-hmm. that I can say, these are the things that I'm lacking in and I just need I just need some guidance. And they can say, well, you know what? Start with that one right there. Just work on that. Right. But, you know, that type of thing. And then, you know, you kind of set yeah, yourself definitely. up with tasks and some things you, you have to do. And it works out a little better that right. way. But, yeah. And you mentioned it earlier too, that element of like, be curious. Because I think we can mm-hmm. get, put our blinders on and, hey, I'm just going to stay in this technical role. Or, you know, I don't see anyone like me in this upper management or whatever it is. So we kind of just like, get on our path versus how can we keep expanding the network and remain curious and asking, how did you get there? Did you know you wanted to be the CEO? Did you know you wanted to go from the commercial end to the technical end or whatever those questions are? um, I don't, I don't think we can ever ask enough questions and expand our network enough. And I think mentoring is is one way to, to do that. Well, I think people who have been in roles because there are some people who have a role and they stay in that role for the remainder of their career and they're really mm-hmm. good at it. And I think those are because right. it's not that they've been in that they can, you know, the little nuggets and gems you can get from that person, just hearing them speak and understanding like, you know, here's the biggest mistake I made. Even if it's a career full of mistakes, here's a biggest right. mistake. This is what I wish I had never done. You know, that type of thing. There's something you can learn from yeah. everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Well, and hearing their mistakes kind of validate you to be able to go out and take risks and, you know, do something that um, maybe you were really cautious to do because, hey, you experienced their mistakes or you understand the what happened from them. Right. Yeah. Great point. Dominique, any final thoughts you'd like to share with the world? Oh, man. That's a broad one. <laughs> that is a broad, because that could be anything. Jerry. That can be a, I can't wait for Judge Judy at four. <laughs> it could be, it could be anything. But no, I think um, overall, uh, in terms of mentorship and stuff like that, I do think it's very important. I think people don't have to, have to, okay, so let me back up for a second. I'm in the age group where I guess I'm on the cusp of, millennial and I guess Gen Z, whatever that is, whatever that I'm going to give a broad range, 30 to 40 age range. Right. And so throughout my, when I came to Rockwell, I wasn't fresh out of college. Like a lot of my other peers, I had already worked at another company for a few years and everything like that. And it seemed like the theme was people would have roles for three or four years and then they'd go on to the next role. And I guess for me, my mind, my mind state was a little bit more old school where I feel like I, I'd like to master this before moving mm-hmm. on. And if at four years, I don't feel like I've mastered it, that I don't feel comfortable going for that next role. So I think it's okay for people not to feel okay. I think it's okay for you to, mm-hmm. to if you feel like you're ready for that next role, that's fine. But if you genuinely feel like I'm not ready for it, it's okay not to have that plan yet. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay to say, you know, I, I don't know what I want to do. Because I know for my manager specifically, he asked me that. Um, this was around PADR time and everything. And he asked, well, what's that next role? You know, it's almost two years now you've been in this role. What's the next role? And I was like, I don't know. And I started feeling a little panic, like, I don't know what I would do. Like, right. I have no idea. Like, I'm here now. Like, I'm seeing these different roles, but I don't know. And he's like, well, that's okay. Like, you know, that, that's fine. Just think about it. You know, start talking to people. Just th- So right. it's okay to not know what you want to do next. 
it, that is completely fine. If you feel like you want to be in that role, whatever role you're in, then do it and do it to the best of your ability. Mm. Um, but it's it, it's okay not it's it's okay not to be ready to move if that's how you feel. No, I think that's I think that's all. I that's have. really good advice. I mean, my manager and I yeah. always joke about what do you want to be when you grow up, and I'm with yeah. you. I'm like, huh. Man, if I could answer that question, I feel like I would have unlocked all of the world's, you know, problems, at least what I see for my life. But yeah. there's just not, um, sometimes the the path isn't super clear and that's okay. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. embrace yeah. that. I, and, I, and I got that question. What do you want to be mm-hmm. when you grow up? And I'm like, well, gee, gosh, I thought I was growing up. Like, <laughs> it was the, but it was one of the hardest <laughs> questions that I ever, like that I was ever posed. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it was like, I don't know. And it's be, and part of it is because we don't, I don't know what's out there. Like I know what the roles say. I know what the title mm-hmm. says, but I'm not clear on what the, um, what the tasks are, you know, what are your, the role responsibilities? Right. And then one piece of advice that I received was start having those. No, he said, think about what it is you like to do. Think about what your, what your strengths are. Think about what you don't like to do. Think about what your weaknesses are. Don't focus on those weaknesses. Focus on what you're strong in and what you like to do. That way, when you figure out what that position is and you finally get it, he said, it's not going to feel like work. It's easy. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to love doing it. So even though he posed that hard, tough question to me, that I'm not going to lie, I had so much anxiety because it was my first time meeting this person and he's kind of like high up there and everything. But him posing that question of, what do you want to be when you grow up? And me saying, you know, what? I don't know. But then him telling me, well, this is what you need to do. Right. Find out what your strengths are. Find out what you like. Find out what you're good at. And then have those conversations and find that role that encompasses what you like and then reach mm-hmm. for it. He said, make sure that that goal, it should be far reaching. It shouldn't be easy. It should be way Absolutely. off to the stars. But it makes it that much better once you finally get there and you reflect on the work that you did to get there. I love it. All right, we have to end it because Judge Judy's on. Oh, no, it's not, <laughs> the no, reruns are on. That's, it's okay. It doesn't have to be new. Well, if I haven't seen it, it's not a rerun to me. Yeah. <laughs> and no, it doesn't have to be new. Well, thank you, Dominique. I think this is a really great conversation. And I think you'll, your tips and tricks for mentorship, as well as just career in general, is going to be super helpful to our audience and anyone out there that's that's struggling to find a mentor. Well, thank you for having yeah. me. I really appreciate Great. it. And uh, and if you're interested, <laughs> just look me up. No. Her email is D and Right. Submit your application today. <laughs> right. But no, thank you for having me. I hope it I hope some part of it is is helpful to someone. Mm-hmm out there listening absolutely and huge shout out to your husband and your two kids for letting us do this and Woo-hoo! and and you i mean you i saw a couple times you had the hand over don't you dare get out of this room <laughs> but yeah i heard the doorknob turning and i saw a little head come in not not today. but huge shout out to them for just allowing us to pull you away from your family for a little bit of time here so cheers to them we really do appreciate it 